The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast on the Nick and Roy channel. Subscribe and share. If you wanted to lose weight really fast, where would be the best place to move? The beer bottle you're holding right now, if you look at its neck, it's really, really long. You know why? We'll tell you. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And we go out of our way to scour the internet for information you really, really don't need. So let's join on this journey together as we find out what other useless information is out there on this episode of Totally Useless Information. It's everything you never needed to know. By listening once a week, you get smarter than you think. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. And hello there and welcome to yet another episode of Totally Useless Information Podcast. How are you, my friend? How are things with you? It's wonderful, wonderful. I want to thank everybody that's listening and subscribing and oh, it's it's incredible. The 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 feedback is just great. If you go to YouTube and look up Nick and Roy channel, you'll find us. Or at least a, a cartoon image of us. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> are they caricatures? No, they're actually, this is what we really look like. Those are the best photos a, a real professional photographer took of us. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Wait, I got one better. Yeah. It, if you don't know what we look like, yeah. you go to Nick and Roy channel on YouTube, and you're going to see these cartoon images, which is pretty damn close. <laughs> That's right. We each paid $15 for a caricature, caricature artist. We also paid $15 for voice lessons. <laughs> <laughs> now you know why they say there's no refunds. Anyway, welcome and, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, every week we are here to give you totally useless information because that's what we want to do. And so every week we have lots of emails that come our way, so thank you for that. TUI podcast at outlook.com. That's how you can reach us. You and like we said, Nick and Roy channel on YouTube. So you'll check yeah. out the podcast there, plus many other surprises as well. You never know what's gonna pop up there. Like we like to say, wait till you hear what's next. Oh yeah. We have something brand spanking new. A brand new feature because our audience said, Hey, wait a minute, you talk about animals, you talk about food, you don't talk about science enough. So here goes. <laughs> Was a moron. Newton was a jerk. He equals nothing. It's science, science, science. <laughs> what? Right. Oh, please. One. Hold on. One more time. What is it? Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. He equals nothing. It's science, science, science. Einstein was a moron. Yeah, Very Newton was a jerk. E equals nothing. It's science, science, science. Science, science. That's right. So those of you who want the lyrics to the uh, the jingles that we have here on the Totally Useless Information Podcast, 
We just gave it to you. Well, I'm going to start off science. All right, go ahead, scientist. Mad scientist number one. Okay, ready? There is enough DNA in your body. If if you uncoiled each part of the DNA, uh-huh. it would stretch from the sun to Pluto 17 times. We have that much DNA in our bodies, every one of us. If you uncoiled the DNA strands, the just the simple math, it's 17 times from the sun to the planet Pluto, which I don't wow. even think is a planet anymore. I don't think so. Yeah, they decommissioned the planet as a planet. It's not a, a planet anymore. It did something wrong. We don't know what it did. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did you do? I don't know, but you're not a planet anymore. <laughs> so eyes get wider when seeing someone or something attractive. So we actually have a physiological response such as fear, surprise, or attraction that can help make our pupils grow bigger. And they've had studies and they've shown that when viewing the images of someone that you find attractive, it actually creates pupil dilation. Wow. If you see somebody attractive, it creates um, other things too, but we'll go with pupil dilation for now. They don't call that dilation, don't they? do they? Listen. Yes. What is the largest living structure? The largest living structure? Yes. I don't know. It beats me. It is the Great Barrier Reef. Oh. It's, it's over, get, get ready for this. It's over 2,000 kilometers long, or for those of us living in America, 1,242 miles long. And it's alive. It's alive. (laughs) Hey, if you have headaches because you think you've eaten too much sugar, it's not the sugar itself that's causing the headache. It's actually a rapid drop in your blood sugar levels. For some people, eating a carbohydrate-heavy meal causes excess production of sugar-related hormone insulin. You have to watch what you eat. So it's not the sugar itself. Sugar, sugar. Yeah, okay, I got one. The average person takes around how many steps a day you think no i have one of those fitbits right so uh, i am tracking my how many steps so i would guess on average 12,500 no the average american person is much lazier than you are okay. they take 7,500 steps a day that's it but yes oh, okay. 7,500 steps a day all right but if they live to the ripe old age of 80, let me do some quick math. That's 216 million steps <laughs> or five times around the planet. Wow. So seven. So if, if, they're, if the average American travels or takes 7,500 steps, I'm taking on average 12,500 steps a day. You're so- walking to Pluto. <laughs> That's right, the non-existent Pluto. No wonder I have so many steps. I can't find it. Where's Pluto? I was looking for Pluto. Pluto has left the building. <laughs> That's a relatively stagnant person, 7,500. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I take, like you, probably close to ten or 12,000. Easily, in, in, in a heartbeat. Uh, so my teaser was the neck of your beer bottle, the way you hold it, if you notice that the, the neck is really long, in their beer bottle. There's a reason for it. There's a scientific reason for it. It turns out the shape of the neck is designed so people can hold the bottle by the top, preventing your body heat from affecting 
the product that you're holding on to. So if you're drinking a beer, chances are your body heat will heat up the beer and your beer won't be cold for too long. So hold on to the neck of the bottle of your beer because that's the scientific reason for that. During your lifetime, average lifetime, 75, yes, you will produce enough saliva, because I love to do these disgusting ones, <laughs> you do. To, to fill two Olympic-sized swimming pools. <laughs> now, I'll tell you the truth. When I heard this, I spit. <laughs> he spat. I tell you, he spat. <laughs> so two, two Olympic-sized swimming pools. So... Uh, Olympic-sized pools are a lot larger than the average regular-sized pool, right? Uh, is that correct? Um, down in Florida, everybody has a pool, and they're usually around 10,000. The, the information you get on this show is amazing. It is. They're, they're, ten, they're roughly 10,000 gallons of water. An Olympic-sized swimming pool could be anywhere between, I believe, there's sixty to 80,000 gallons or something like that. My goodness, that's a lot of spit. <laughs> <laughs> bones about it it is known that a cubic inch of human bone can bear the weight of five standard pickup trucks bone our bones are extraordinarily strong ounce for ounce bone is stronger than steel according to biomedical engineer cindy burr from wayne state university she says a cubic inch of bone can in principle bear a load of 19,000 pounds or 8,626 kilograms for those of you north of the border, roughly the weight of five standard pickup trucks, making it about four times as strong as concrete. So our bones are quite strong. What was her name? She's a biomedical engineer, Cindy Burr. Yeah, Cindy loves getting boned. <laughs> yeah, that has been... Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. On the Totally Useless Information Podcast, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And we are coming at you live. <laughs> yes, we're coming to you live when we recorded this podcast. 1,500 miles apart we are. He's down in Florida. I'm up in Toronto, Canada. Thank you for joining us. And we want to hear your feedback. Go to tuipodcast.outlook.com and... Don't forget to subscribe on the Nick and Roy channel on YouTube. Yes, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You'll be listening to us. And, and, and again, thanks for everybody that's uh, tuning in because you guys are great. The emails are awesome. We're going to do a whole new mailbag segment. Mailbag. So, yeah, mailbag. It's going to be real fun. So we've been working on that. But what do we got for him now, Nick? Well, if you look way over there, way over there, don't you worry. Don't you fret. Animal, 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 crazy animal. Boy, that elephant sounds really, really angry. We pulled out all the stops, folks. That's right. Now, speaking of elephants, I'll start off with this one. The average size of an elephant's penis is four to five feet long. <laughs> okay. So we went from bones in the last science segment to the elephant's penis, from one bone to another, basically, four to five feet long. It is the longest of any land animal. So I guess I should be happy that my wife called me Dumbo. <laughs> yes exactly gee thanks honey i didn't think you cared 
and there's a good reasons why elephants have these extra large uh, <clears throat> penises. It's hard enough for a six-ton animal like it is to get in the right position for sex, let alone having to do the right <laughs> rhythmic thrusting that's required. So he lets his penis do all the work for him, as he should. And if you really look carefully, behind his eye, there's a leak from his temporal gland. And that means he's basically in heat. So look out for the four to five foot long elephant penis. Yeah, that's a five footer. <laughs> Listen. Yes. Killer whales mm -hmm. are not even whales at all. They're yeah. actually, they're in the dolphin family. That that's a ripoff. So the guy, so the killer whales growing up thinking, yes, I'm a whale. I'm part of the whale family. Like, no kid, you're adopted by dolphins. Well, I think that the dolphins probably said, you know, we're getting a bum rap. We look all real nice, and everybody loves us. The kids want to play with us, so it'd be, you know, I mean, we can't have a killer in our family. So they gave him off to the whales, I guess. I That's know. right. You take him. He was the black sheep in the family. <laughs> hey, we'll stay underwater. Yes, we should. Jellyfish will almost completely evaporate if it sits out too long in the sun. And that is because jellyfish are between 94 and 98 percent water. And when it's exposed fully to the sun, they will evaporate almost completely within a few hours. Now you're thinking, wait a minute, what, are, what about their bones or organs? Jellyfish don't have a brain, which is why they listen to this podcast. Right. They don't have any heart or bones, so all of them will evaporate into nothing. So a jellyfish... With 94 to 98% of water cannot stay in the sun for too long. Okay, I got an anatomy thing, being that you were talking about a jellyfish's organs and then the, the five-foot organ of the elephant. Grasshoppers have ears. That doesn't sound too exciting. No. But yes, yes, I said grasshoppers have ears. They have ears. No, okay. But not. So, no, no, I, was I supposed to be listening to what you just said? But not on their head like we do. Instead, they're located in their belly. So grasshoppers' ears are located in their belly and protected by their their back legs, which are also like their wings. So their ears are covered up by their back legs and wings in the belly region of the grasshopper. <laughs> Open your legs. I want you to hear this. <laughs> yeah. They got a picture of one grasshopper with his legs over his eyes and the other grasshopper with his legs over his belly, like the monkeys. That's right, yes. That's right, <laughs> yes. Hey, how can you yeah. tell a turtle's gender? Uh, lift up its shell. Well, that's one way. But actually, you don't have to even do that. If you don't like to touch turtles, that's okay. Because most people who have researched this kind of stuff have figured out that the male turtle grunt and female turtles hiss. So the males will grunt and the females will hiss. So that's how you know the difference between the gender of one turtle from one turtle to another. Uh, let me see. I've got one here. The word gorilla yeah. is derived from Greek language, like yes, a lot we, of things. We love the Greeks. But I love, I love to find out what it really means in the Greek language. And the word gorilla in the Greek language means a tribe of ugly, hairy women. I, I threw the I threw the ugly in there. It is a tribe of hairy women. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so the Greek so the Greeks said, look, this is um, these are really ugly looking animals. So they remind us of women. Is that what they basically said? Uh, they they said, boy, look at these hairy women. I, th th these must be drunk 
You know, there's too many opas going on there, I'll tell you. Woodpeckers are known to peck trees in search of insects and other forms of food, and they can peck up to 20 times per second for a total of 8,000 to 12,000 pecks per day. That's even more uh, pecks than uh, Americans take steps, according to this research. Let me get yeah. this straight. So you're bringing yeah. up elephants, and then you're bringing up the peckers of the woodpeckers. Right. There's a theme to this show. <laughs> so let me let me but let me share this story with you. So um, in uh, in northern Italy, uh, my wife and I travel there, and um, we're up in the northern part of Italy. It's absolutely beautiful. It's surrounded by trees and nothing but nature. And one morning, I'm having a cup of coffee on this beautiful, beautiful northern Italy home. And I hear tap, 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 tap. And I'm thinking, wow, that's kind of cool. Someone's come up to this nature setting, and they're writing a novel. So I, I call my wife. I say, come on, dear, look, listen, listen, someone's typing a novel. She goes, no, you idiot. That's a woodpecker. We have them all over the place down here in Florida. It's funny, too, because they're so stupid, woodpeckers. They should be pecking on wood, but most of them get onto the side of the aluminum uh, gutters of, of the gutters, and they tap on that, which is really annoying. And so that's why the population of woodpeckers is slowly diminishing in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not you don't have woodpeckers in Florida. You have aluminum peckers. Well, you can hear it better when they're tapping on aluminum. But speaking of hearing, as I love to segue, Yes. A coyote, their hearing is so good that they can hear a mouse under one foot of snow. Really? And they, and they will dig and they will have brunch. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wow. That's amazing. Well, that's pretty cool. Hey, that has been... Animal, 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 crazy animal. On the Totally Useless Information Podcast, thank you for joining us week after week. We provide totally useless information and educate you at the same time and ourselves, really. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And I'm going to tell you my teaser. Started off the program saying, if you wanted to lose weight really fast, where would you move to? Someplace really cold. Antarctica. No. No, but see, but that was that was that was completely ridiculous. But okay, no, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you'd move to the moon if you weighed 150 pounds on Earth. You would weigh 25 pounds on the moon. So quit the diets, quit all that nonsense, and just move to the moon. It's made of cheese One. anyway. That's right. No, but it's diet cheese. <laughs> One small step for man. One giant fat person for mankind. There you go. <laughs> Here, here's a fun fact for me. An eagle can kill a young deer. Well, that's nothing exciting. Except when it's done, it can fly away with it. The eagle is that strong. You know, I just was at the Tampa Zoo. Yes. And they have the wingspans of the birds. And to see the wingspan of an eagle where they have like the shadowed version of it but it's just yeah. so huge that my wife went up to it and she said oh this is insane i mean this thing could pick up a lot of things i mean you know it's just it's it's unbelievable so um here's here's another another fun fact if you ever go up to where the eskimos live way up north mm -hmm. and you wanted to open up a casino don't waste your time eskimos never gamble never 
we were talking about uh, planets earlier. Jupiter is bigger than all the other planets in our solar system combined. Wow. That's how big Jupiter is. That is, yeah, Jupiter is just, it's a huge gas planet, I believe. It is. He eats lots of broccoli. So what's up next, Nick? You know what? People from time to time say, you know what? We hear all kinds of expressions every day. Where did that come from? And you know what we did, Roy. What did we do? We made a jingle. Where do expressions come from? I don't know where. I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. Not only do we gather totally useless information, we just sit and write jingles all day. Oh, it's so much fun. It is. It's a blast. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. He's Roy. We're 1,500 miles apart, but we're right in your device right now. We are in your head. We're so popular that my first uh, expression will be, we're so popular that we rest on our laurels. Wow. The last time I rested on my laurel, I got a cramp. What does that mean? Well, in the ancient world, athletes, the winners of tournaments, were awarded wreaths made of laurel, almost like, I guess, like a trophy. Mm -hmm. And if you were thought to have rest, be resting, meaning sleeping on the laurel leaves, it meant that you were relying on past achievements and not uh, winning anymore. So you were resting on your laurels. I, you know what? That was terrific. Did you think that was a good, um, a good fact that you just gave? I, I would like to, yes. Yeah, I think it was. Ditto for me. Ditto. D-I-T-O. <laughs> Go ahead, ditto. So where did ditto come from? Well, it's an, it's an Italian word, and it's a dialect variation of detto, which means said, like already said. It's the past participle of dice, which is uh, Italian, to say. So this is an Italian lesson. Uno, due, tre. Ditto. Ditto means already said, and in English in the 17th century, the English people started to use it, and instead of having to repeat the words and phrases because it's such a chore to repeat the words and phrases, they just said, yeah, ditto, and that's where ditto came from. Wow, see? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But you know what? My dad used to use this one, and I, I think that that whole ditto thing, you're being a namby-pamby. Stop being a namby-pamby. Well, what uh, is it? Where did that come from? Well, Namby Pamby was actually the nickname of Ambrose Phillips. Ambrose Phillips in the 1700s was a very, very well-known poet. But he was mostly known for sentimental poems and lovey-dovey verses. So when people would say, ah, he's a wishy-washy person, they'd say, oh, uh, Namby Pamby, because that was his nickname, Namby Pamby. It's amazing what names come into these expressions, you know. Yeah. Uh, and if you're really embarrassed, you'll have egg on your face. <laughs> I've had egg on my face many, many times, but that's for different reasons. That's a whole other podcast. I'm, uh, sitting, before... I'm, sitting, I'm actually sitting on one right now. <laughs> okay, let me know when it hatches. Um, farmers and others who lived in rural regions of the United States say, the expression came from when dogs would sometimes sneak a snack of eggs from the hen house and then walk around with egg on their face, displaying wow. evidence for all to see. They had egg on their face. Isn't that cool? Wow, that is <laughs> cool. This is great. When people listen to this show, this is what they email us and they say, I can't believe that. This was great. I used it. I was talking to people. And, you know, and some of them are just weird. And, and I, I like to think some of them are just 
Peeping Toms. <laughs> Peeping Tom. Peeping Tom comes from the actual story of Lady Godiva. Lady Godiva rode through the town naked on a horse to free the people of taxes in, in the town of Coventry. Um, and, and apparently the guy who put the taxes on the town uh, was friendly with uh, Lady Godiva and said, if you ride through the town naked on a horse, I'll drop the taxes, you know. Well, many years later, to make the story even more interesting, yeah, Peeping Tom was added because everyone was supposed to stay indoors and close their shutters and shades. But Tom peeped out his window to see the naked Lady Godiva and was struck blind. Serves him right. That's where Peeping Tom comes from. If Tom wasn't caught and someone else, I don't know, some guy named Jim, the expression would be Peeping Jim. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not Peeping Roy. My neighbor screams all the time. (laughs) Yeah, you thought that telescope was for looking at stars, huh? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and the moon. If you find a loophole in something, that means you kind of get away with something. You find a small opening in a tight law. A loophole in the Middle Ages was a small slit-like opening in the castle wall where men would fire their bows and they would also try to shoot the enemy. The only openings in a seemingly impenetrable wall were these little slits that a child or a small adult could squeeze through. Thus, a loophole is a small opening or an out in a seemingly airtight law. Wow. See? See? That's cool. Boy, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, uh, You know, uh, you you just read me the riot act. I did. Read the riot act. How many times have you said that as a kid? Wow, I got home late and my parents read me the riot act. Oh, yeah. You know, a law in 1715 said that if a group of people, 12 or more, were to get together and get rowdy, that the magistrate would have to stand in front of those people and read the entire official statement of disbursement. (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) So it was probably a very long law and a long statement, and the drunks probably fell asleep by the time the magistrate finished. So... (laughs) Read the right act. That's a cool one. I like that one. So this one kind of falls under, um, we, we, we talked about this in a previous episode, going commando. We, we were talking about going commando. We said, well, where did that expression come from? So this is actually a follow-up to one of our other podcasts, where did going commando come from? Right. It was a situation where there were moist and humid conditions and chafing incidents increased and going commando provided more ventilation. And this became more commonplace with American soldiers during the Vietnam War. So not wearing underwear helped the soldiers in hot and humid conditions. Yeah, and, and it also helps me look sexy in my skinny fit jeans. So, you know, slim fit jeans. You know, yes. you know that's, i tell you the truth. This show, we sometimes get buried in red tape. Oh, yeah. Buried in red tape in the 16th and 1700s. um, Important letters and files were bound together, and then they were stored or put places. But very important ones that had to do with laws and so on were bound in a red tape or red rope. 
So they were then placed on the files. And so, of course, when people say, well, there's all this legal stuff and so on, it's buried in red tape. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. Well, that has been... Where do expressions come from? I don't know where, I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. On the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And I, you know, from time to time, I like to come up with the really disgusting ones. Okay. And and because I think that, you know, people, some people like to say these things over... Do you know that the Romans started what's considered bathroom etiquette? Of, no. Yes, and the bathroom etiquette I'm talking about is wiping one's derriere. Mm-hmm. Even though toilet paper was thousands of years away, they had what they called a pterosaurum, was a sponge on a stick that mm-hmm. was used. <laughs> To yeah. clean to clean the Romans posterior and then in between people they would take in between buttockses that's right they would they would take this sponge on a stick and mm-hmm. stick it in a bucket of salt and vinegar and so the next person could use it. That's now, a... as, as luck would have it, as luck would have it, I had uh, prepared something for another episode, and it's about toilet paper, because you talk about toilet paper was not to be invented for thousands of years later. The age-old question is, let me ask you this, how is it hanging? <laughs> Are you one that uh, desires over the top or from underneath? What is your preference? I will tell you that I do over the top. Okay. So the age-old question, we're talking about toilet paper, okay? This, this is how uh, sophisticated this program just got. The Totally Useless Information Podcast. They've actually studied and went back and found the patent to how the toilet roll was to go in your washroom. And it was the television show, The Doctors, that provided some evidence. In 1891, there was a patent that we dug up for the answer. And guess what? It explicitly shows... The paper goes up and over. It's the right way. It's so much easier. Over the top. There you go. So if you have your toilet paper over the top, congratulations. If you have it coming from the bottom, go change it now. We'll wait. All this talk of defecation has actually, strangely, made me hungry. Hey, everybody. Come and get it. Your weekly sweet and savory fact with your five-star Michelin chefs of totally useless information, Nick and Roy. Come and get it! You talk about losing weight going on the moon. Just You can just lose weight listening to this program. She scares me. That's when takeout was invented. <laughs> Come and get it. <laughs> hey, you go out, you buy some hot dogs, right? You you, you buy a package of hot dogs. There are right. 10 hot dogs in the package of hot dogs, right? There are 10 of them in there. Usually. And you go, okay, that's kind of cool. Let me go over to the bread aisle and pick up some hot dog buns. There are only eight in the package of hot dogs. Sick, sadistic people, Nick. They are. There's a reason why, well, not why they're sadistic and <laughs> they're sick. But meat packers sell hot dogs by the pound. 
And most hot dogs weigh a tenth of a pound. So you need 10 hot dogs to make a pound. Buns are typically baked in eight roll pans. And so maybe the manufacturers, you know, should kind of get together. But if you do the math correctly, if you buy five bags of eight, eight pack buns and four packs of 10 pack hot dogs, you'll break even. Oh, that's how that's I usually right. buy them. Yes. At Costco. Did you, did you know that apples belong to the rose bush family? So they actually belong to a flowering bush family, as do pears and plums. So at like next Mother's Day or next, you know, Valentine's Day, try bringing home a dozen apples and see where that gets you. I'll tell you, I don't think it'll work. But... How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of apples, when you do break open, uh, cut open the apple and you eat the apples, do not, repeat, do not eat the seeds uh, because apple seeds contain cyanide. So please do not. It is true, but it is a different type of cyanide. It is a more natural-based cyanide. And there are some people that actually make smoothies and dump three or four apple seeds in it because apparently that cyanide in the apple seed may cure cancer. Not that that is a clinical thing that we're saying on the show, so don't go eating a whole bunch of apple seeds and kicking off. That's right. <laughs> the tea bag was an accident. Oh. The tea bag was actually invented by tea companies to sell samples of their tea so that the people trying to buy it would be able to smell the tea blend. And then someone decided, I guess, let's throw this in some water and steep it. And next thing you know, they were drinking tea out of tea bags. Maybe it was some guy named Lipton. He probably did that. Yes, I'm sure. I had lunch today, and that's wonderful news. I had a sandwich. I'm excited. Oh, I'm glad you are. <laughs> I'm a totally useless information podcast. So I had a sandwich today. I'm thinking, where did the sandwich come from? No, not from the fridge where I, I put the sandwich together. We have to thank John Montagu, the fourth Earl of Sandwich. Mm. He's often credited for the inventor of this fine sandwich, but, you know, as a legend would have it, there's some conflicting information, but according to most legends, the fourth Earl enjoyed gambling. And in the middle of a particularly engrossing stretch at the card table in 1762, he wasn't doing too well, he ate nothing but a piece of roast beef between two slices of toasted bread because he could hold it in one hand and play with cards in the other, allowing him to continue to play without pausing for the meal. He lost his pants, but he created the sandwich. So thank you, John Montagu, the fourth Earl of sandwich oh wow from time to time i like to bring up some things about the canadians that doesn't make sense like the american flag on the back of the two dollar bill the fact that they have the loony the toonie the goonie whatever the hell it's called but this okay. one this one takes the cake did you know that canola oil was originally called rape seed oil r-a-p-e so it was originally called rapeseed oil, but it was actually renamed in 1978, so not that long ago, in 1978 by the Canadian oil industry to avoid negative connotations of the word rape. Nutella. Do you have Nutella down in, in the United States? Very popular. 
It's a chocolate hazelnut spread. It is absolutely delicious. Nutella uses 25% of the world's hazelnuts. So one out of every four hazelnuts that is grown on this planet is on its way to those jars of heavenly goodness. The demand for hazelnuts has grown so much that universities are trying to grow them in labs to fight against global shortages. Could you imagine? Wow. The world is coming to an end because we're running out of hazelnuts for Nutella. And I have a little interesting fact. Peanuts yes. are not nuts at all. In fact, they are legumes or beans. They are not nuts. The kitchen is now closed. Join us next time on the Totally Useless Information Podcast for more sweet and savory morsels of useless food information. See you real soon! Time flies, man. It does. So, um, did you get any mail today? Um, I actually did. Yes, I did get um, uh, 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 an email. Okay. So this is what we did, because not only did we gather Totally Useless information for this podcast, we also write jingles. Yes, there's one for the mailbag. What's in the mailbag today? Who sent a letter anyway? What's in the mailbag? What's in the mailbag? Oh, this is just... It's it's such a beautiful tune. It warms the cockles of your heart. Yes. Well, here's the mail that I got uh, from Marie in mm-hmm. Amarillo, Texas. Never been to Amarillo, Marie. Would love to go there. Um, so, uh, And I would like to go visit Texas in general. She mm-hmm. writes, what is Casu, C-A-S-U, M-A-R-Z-U cheese. Kazu Mazu cheese. And this was a toughie because she said that uh, there was something interesting that somebody told her and so on, so on, so on, so on. So on. But I just found it interesting because it I, I love cheese and that's a cheese I've never heard of. And thankfully so because I found out what it is. Kazu Mazu is a cheese found in Sardinia. It's a specialty in that it is infested with maggots. Yummy! Yummy! (laughs) Okay, so Amarillo, Texas, bad place to buy cheese. Well, I got one from my mailbag, as it were, and it's uh, Bill from Ontario. Okay, a Canadian, a fellow Canuck. And he says, did you know, did you know that armadillos maybe from Amarillo, Texas, where armadillos can be housebroken. They are very much like any domesticated animal, and they can be housebroken. So the next time you have a pet armadillo, go ahead. You can housebreak an armadillo. Thank you very much, Bill. Wow, wow. Bill, thanks. You see, people, send in your questions and so on. T-U-I podcast at Outlook.com. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Ah, Elton John, eat your heart out. Well, TikTok, look what happened. Well done. That's basically all the time that we have for this edition of Totally Useless Information Podcast. We will have more for you next time. So in the meantime, again, you got to click that subscribe, 
You got to listen. There's all kinds of great stuff happening in every single episode of this podcast. So tell a friend about the trend. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>